0: Hey, sometimes you got to stop climbing the ladder, even if you're moving up. If you know the ladder's leading to a place you don't want to go, don't keep climbing.
1: Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 days to the work you love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host.
0: Dan Miller. Well, helping to make this show possible today are our friends at Casper Mattress, casper.com. Yeah, it's a mattress. I'm going to be talking about that and why that ties in with work you love. Well, here's some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Every week we talk about real life questions, but the bottom line is we're talking about real life tips techniques, tactics, strategies to get you to work that you love. Now, we got some great testimonials today about people who have figured it out. I want it to be an encouragement to you as well. Here's some of the things we'll be talking about. Jennifer got 100 hours of paid coaching in her first 90 days. I want to tell you how she did that. Someone says, I've been offered $10,000 a week to expand what I'm doing now. And that's 10 times what the guy's making. I'll tell you why that came about. Here's a question. What can athletes, now I added to this because of a variety of questions, but the question really is, what can athletes and politicians do after they stop playing or stop arguing? What do you do with a career that may end when you're 30 years old? What do you do after that? What do you do when you peak too soon and everything else is going to be anticlimactic? Well, somebody says, should I interview with a company if I don't, if I know I don't want to work there? Great question. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Here's our quotation for today. And it relates to some of the coaching questions that y'all are asking. This comes from Jay Abraham, longtime guru mentor of mine, but a great guy, great brilliant mind in the marketing space, been around a long time. He says, people are silently begging to be led. Now, if that's true, and I think it really is, I think it's borne out in so many ways. People are silently begging to be led. That provides a whole lot of opportunities for a lot of us. I got a couple new resources for you. I'm going to give you, just stick around. I'll give you a link to get the eight keys to starting a new business. And another one, what's holding you back from pursuing your dreams? Resources I want to share with you. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about Casper. We've got an event coming up. Actually, we've got a couple events coming up here real quickly. And it, it's funny because we have multiple bedrooms that people can stay in. It's going kind of first come first serve when people come to events here at the sanctuary, but everybody knows we have a Casper mattress and that's always the first request. I want to sleep on the Casper because they hear me talk about it. Well, we have it in our house in a room we call the Africa room where the decor are all things from Africa we had a son who lived there for a long time. Anyway, it's the Africa room. That's the one with the Casper. So it's spoken for the next couple events already. People love it. They have an experience sleeping like they often have never had before. I don't know how to explain it. I'm not a technical guy. I just know that's how it allows people to sleep. Pretty amazing. You can get $50 off any mattress of your choice and they're already very reasonably priced and the free shipping. You know, I love that. You don't have to strap it onto the top of your car. Hope that it hangs on until you get to your house. Now it shows up in a UPS truck. They deliver it right to your front door. Put it in the room you want it in. Open that magic box. Man, there it there it is. So go to Casper.com slash you love. Now that's our unique link. You'll see a welcome there for 48 days listeners. Make sure you go to Casper.com slash sleepyoulove. And then to get your $50 off and free shipping. Use the code sleep you love. Easy to remember because we talk about work you love, easy tie-in for sleep you love. All right, let's go to some success stories. Got a whole bunch of them today, things that people are doing, sharing ideas, loves sharing these things. Tyler Beattie started a discussion and he talks about what has happened to him since he started writing articles for large websites and publications. Now, a lot of you have heard me talk about Kamanzi Constable and what he's doing. I'm gonna give you a link to a course that he's got coming up that I'm gonna participate in here in a week or so. But anyway, Tyler did that, got some coaching from Kamanzi, got his articles out there. He started eight months ago and he's had 20 articles published in in magazines like Huffington Post, The Good Men Project, Mind Body Green, Addicted to Success, Career Addict. He says, my goal for 2016 is to have 60 articles published, but more important than hitting that number, I'm striving to make sure that I get the most impact out of each article. That means having a call to action or some other mutually beneficial outcome with each article I write. So he goes through what his call to action tips are. Now You can see this entire article that he wrote about what he did. Tyler Beatty. he wrote this in 48days.net. Most of your members there, you can check it out. Call to action success when writing for large websites is what his post is titled. I love this. Now, now here's the deal. And and Kamanzi doesn't know I'm going to do this, but he posted last week a note about his upcoming class that he's going to have. That's titled Exposure Through Large Publications. Well, I just clicked on it. And registered. I was the first one to register. I wanted. I wanted to be. I uh, sent him a note, and I said, he was I was the first one?" And I indeed was. But here's the deal. I've had a lot of success at having articles in magazines like Entrepreneur and uh, like Success Magazine, AARP, New Man Magazine, all kinds of denominational publications like Deacon, Single, and Parenting. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've had lots of articles out there, but I've never been strategic about it. It's just been kind of haphazard and sloppy. Yeah, if they ask me, you know, I write for them, but I haven't had a real strategy for it. And then I see the things that have come as a result of Kamanzi being so strategic about his writing, how it launched him so quickly into an amazing world of writing, speaking, coaching, where... Three years ago, he was driving a bread delivery truck. Nothing wrong with that, but he wanted something else, and he got it, and it was by being very strategic about his writing. So he's got a class coming up, starts on Tuesday, February 9th. It runs, um, I think it's four. Yeah, four consecutive Tuesdays. I registered for it. Now, here's another thing that I just want to point out, and I'll, I'll put a link to it in in the show notes. It's transitionclub.com is where he has the information about exposure through large publications. So it's going to be an online course, four weeks, starting at seven o'clock central time every Tuesday night. Now I registered for that. Now I want you also to know how I think about ongoing training. I talk about, I mean uh, I have opportunities to speak at a lot of conferences and I enjoy that. I go to a lot of conferences, but this is one, this is a course that I thought I ought to take, but here's my approach. I know how it affects me when I have skin in the game. I talk about that a lot, you know, with each of you and questions that you ask about that. Go ahead and step up to the plate and just do this. So I know Kamanzi. I mean, he talks about how his success started to unfold when he read 48 Days to the Work You Love. Do you think maybe I could have shot him a note and said, man, I really want to take your course. Um, You know, we're buddies. You know, how about if you just let me take it for free? I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't talk to him. I simply hit the buy now button, paid my $997 and enrolled in the course. I needed to do that. For one thing, he deserves the income because he's created great content that are obviously releasing his own success and the success of a lot of other people. I want to be motivated to do that. He deserves to be paid. I want the information. It's a fair exchange. I didn't ask for any kind of a deal, discount code, nothing. I just paid it got involved. Anyway, I'll have a link to that. I think it's a great example of um, somebody that's doing something, work they love, and so willing to share how they're doing it with other people. Great example of just building your own business. Jeremy Fisher wrote a note, he an update on flipping cars for cash. He had put a note up and said he wanted to have a site where he talked about how to flip cars, which is something that I still enjoy. Just sold a mercedes suv that i had saturday morning I put it on craigslist the first guy that came by you know we negotiated it was funny i put it up on craigslist two weeks and um didn't get didn't didn't get anybody who actually showed up i had some nibbles but didn't get anybody who actually showed up so i told joanna i said i'm just going to experiment with this i said you watch what i do so i i said i'm going to increase the price 200 dollars every week i'm just going to keep listing it Well, I did that two weeks in a row. So I increased the price $400 from what I had originally posted it. The first guy that came and looked at it, really nice guy, one of the supervisors out at Dell, uh, he wanted it. He had one that was similar that had just been totaled. So he was ready to buy. We negotiated very quickly and we settled on $400 less than what I had advertised it that week, which is exactly what I had promoted it for at full price the first time I put it on Craigslist. Anyway, it's funny how that works. I love the, the, the buying and selling that can go on. But Jeremy Fisher has an update on his flipping cars for cash. So he's decided he's going to call his site 3-Hour Flip because that's the amount of time that he typically tries to spend in finding, buying, preparing, and the selling process, the 3-Hour Flip. Great idea. Again, this is, this is in a, a train of uh, conversation going on at 48days.net. Donna Reed put up a nice post on accounting and bookkeeping, just helping us understand how to do that. Here's another one. Uh, Greg Davis has a great post up on how to create an emotional connection with your customers. Uh, Greg continues to create just really awesome content. If you're wanting to grow a business, especially in the coaching training space, make sure that you're following Greg Davis and all the great content that he's putting out. Engage with him, have him coach you to how to do it successfully. He came to coaching with excellence, got in the game and has just really rocked it. This one, this comes from uh, Jason, Dr. Jason Cabler put up a post on how to sell a car when you're upside down on the loan. Now, Jason is a financial advisor and he, I, I love this stuff that he offers there because, you know, he really shares real principles for getting your finances under control. I appreciate the input that he provides there. Hey, I want to play a little clip here. This is a little audio clip from Heather. Um, I'm always talking, of course, about a work you love. And somebody recently challenged me on that saying, you know, if everybody did work they love, then who would we have that would you know, pick up the garbage or, you know, sweep floors? And Well, Heather has a comment on that and it's really well done. I want you to listen to this. It's just a minute long.
2: Hi Dan, this is Heather Bonham and I'm responding to a recent podcast. There was a question, can everyone do work they love? And I believe they can. Um, But I wanted to share my perspective because I used to work in the developmental disabilities services field with people who um, sometimes had very serious disabilities and lived in, in community group homes, people who really were very challenged. And some of the jobs that many might think are mundane or repetitive would be a dream job for someone else. So jobs like pushing a broom, mopping floors, um, washing dishes in a restaurant or filling the salad bar or maybe working in a grocery store, bagging groceries or greeting customers, those types of things could be a dream job and so much fun for some people. And I just wanted to offer that perspective. We all have different dreams and goals and talents but we do all fit in somewhere. So in my opinion, yes, everyone can do some type of work that they love and it's important that we find it for ourselves and also support other people in finding it. So I thank you so much for your podcast and for allowing me to share. Thanks. Bye bye.
0: Well, Heather, thank you so much for sharing that. Your perspective is so well stated and I appreciate you really pointing that out. You know, some of the jobs that we may consider mundane, that may be ideal for somebody who doesn't have as many opportunities. I mean, that's really the way that we see it played out time and time again. It doesn't matter what it is. You can name any job, and I'll guarantee you there's somebody who would be thrilled to have that opportunity. Well, this comes from Randy, who says, Dan, I've emailed you many times about different opportunities that I've tried to no avail. I've been stuck at a job that I loathe. Now, listen to how this unfolds. Randy says, I have been stuck at a job that I loathe, working a schedule that will surely send me to an early grave. It's a rotating schedule with seven days in a row, then seven afternoons in a row, followed by seven midnights. It's brutal. I left that position last year, but stayed with the company. I am now a janitor. I work Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. I love it. However, with this new position, I took a pay cut of about 25 to 30%. I'm writing you this email to let you know of another opportunity that has presented itself. When my employer has a lot of orders, they have a janitorial service doing the work I'm currently doing. I work in the administration building with all the managers. There are four other sections that the janitorial service usually cleans. The person who hires the janitorial service one day said to me, we're going to miss the good work that you do here. When you go back to production. And I said, I'm not going back to production. I'm going to quit to find something with a better schedule She then said, have you ever thought of starting a janitorial service? No, I never had. I never wanted a business with any employees. She said, well, if you do start a janitorial company, we'll hire you in a second. We see the kind of work that you do. We'll buy all the supplies and the equipment. You have to hire people to do the work. It'll take four or five people to clean as well. And we'll pay your company $10,000 a week. Well, Randy says, I nearly fell over. That's 10 times what I make now. Right now, I'm getting everything in place to hit the ground running when the work picks up. It's not a success story yet, but I'm sure it will be soon. So a few weeks ago, when I heard the topic, can everyone do the work they love? And you mentioned how some people will still be janitors and such. Well, I love being a janitor. And thanks to your example, soon my income will dramatically increase. So in response to can even janitors love their work? The answer is a resounding yes. Now, is that a cool story or what? The guy took a cut in pay because he didn't like the hectic schedule being in production. So he went to be a janitor, loves the hours, loves the work. And all of a sudden, because he's doing excellent work in that what other people might see as a boring routine job, he just decided he would do excellent work there and an opportunity unfolded right under, under his nose. You know, that's a true classic story of acres of diamonds you know, sometimes we think, yeah, we got to go somewhere else to find the opportunity. You know, if you're really excellent, even in what you're doing now, even if it's not the ideal thing, your biggest opportunity may unfold right before your eyes. And that's certainly what happened for Randy. Companies willing to pay him $10,000 a week if he handles the janitorial services for the whole company. I mean, what a cool thing. I absolutely love that. Hey, got another testimonial here. Uh, just, just again, just a testimony about somebody who found work they love. I love this. Take a listen.
1: Dan, I read your book, 48 Days to the Work You Love, several years ago, and it's taken me a number of years to get here. But I just packed my wife off to her job, which she loves, and I poured myself a cup of coffee, and I couldn't understand what was going on. I was suddenly overwhelmed with the notion that I was thrilled out of my gourd to be here. I own my own business. The direction of that business is up and to the right. And even though I've got client meets and logos to design and things to do today, this is, I mean, it's not exactly Monday. It's after a holiday. This is a Tuesday. But I'm excited. There's no dread. I'm pumped. And this all started with your book, 48 Days to the Work You Love. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate it.
0: Well, thanks for your note. I love those stories. The guy's almost overwhelmed talking about it because he just simply took action and now is experiencing that thrill of waking up in the morning knowing you're going to do work you love. Well, here's another one. Now, th- this is just, well, let me just let me just tell you in my own words what happened here. Jennifer Fleming came to our last coaching with excellence event. So that was in September, October. I think it was September. She left here. Yeah. Yeah. She started cause she started. I talked to her yesterday. She started coaching in the second week of October. So she left here from coaching with excellence. She had a clear plan. She got a hundred hours of paid coaching in her first 90 days. So 90 days after announcing she was a coach, she had a hundred hours under her belt. Now this is not, she was a full-time nanny for 12 years leading up to this. So it's not like, gee, she got her master's in human resources and then she went and got a PhD in counseling and she slowly positioned herself as a coach. No, no she has that natural ability to engage with people encourage them now she is very well read and well educated but she was a nanny full-time for 12 years the kids grew up situation changed there. Um, the family was horrified at having to break the news to her that they didn't really need her as much anymore she saw it as a great opportunity to make a transition came to coaching with excellence here at the sanctuary left to the plan and now she also, it's important to note those 100 hours, I already said that was paid coaching. She didn't just say, well, I'll coach for a few months to kind of, you know, just do it for free for my friends to kind of try things out. She didn't just say, well, I'll do it for $15 an hour because I'm brand new. No, she started at $125 an hour, which I think is awesome. She started at $125 an hour. She's getting referrals from physicians, and psychotherapists and chiropractors and pastors because she's nurtured great relationships. So she was perfectly positioned to move into this. Now, you do the math on that 100 uh, first 90 days, um, 100 hours at $125 an hour that's $12,500. Now, that's three months. So, uh, you know, it's not like she's uh, getting rich, but think about the amount of time that's only 100 hours. She has capacity to double, triple, and quadruple that as she moves forward. Now, here's interestingly enough, and I wanted to share this, and then we're going to play We Are The Champions and go into some questions. But here's the deal. I work with so many coaches who get bogged down in the details of starting a business. Here's what Jennifer has done. She has 100 hours. We're going to certify her as a 48-day certified coach because she's gone through an immense amount of work in that 90 days with us as well to prove her competence. But she hasn't had time to get a website up. She hasn't really formalized a name or a logo or even clearly described her coaching focus and packages. She just started doing the one thing the most important for building a coaching business. She started coaching people. I love that. That's the most important. That's the business. You know, if you're, if you're going to uh, open a lawn mowing service you know don't spend six months sharpening the blade on your mower and putting up a new sign and designing a logo get out there and mow two yards this afternoon with your old beat up mower and build a business from there well anyway as you know we got our first coaching with excellence Event coming up here February 4th and 5th. I've got a whole lot to share. I drive Ashley crazy, my daughter, because I require her to produce new workbooks every single time we do it because there's so much change going on, so many new things I want to share, and I've got a whole lot of success stories like this and a lot of new techniques for launching your career. So, hey, if the seats are gone, uh, just let Ashley know, we'll, we'll let you come and stand in the corner, but uh, would love to see you here. Love those success stories because if you got a success story, Be sure to jump on 48days.com site. Click on Ask Dan and you'll see a little red starburst open up where you can shoot that into me. Or just send me an email directly at askdan at 48days.com. All right, well, we're going to move along. You've got a lot of questions to cover. Make yourself a champion, whatever you're doing. Hey, Rebecca says this. She says, I'm currently a corporate trainer for a real estate development company. I've started the transition to become an entrepreneur and would eventually like to have an e-learning coaching company in the same industry. I'm not sure which of your live events or products would be most useful for me at this stage. Can you please advise me? I've already read 48 days to the work you love. Never miss a podcast, but I feel a live event or more targeted curriculum might further help me Well, Rebecca. Again, I, I have to recommend the coaching with excellence. I mean, that's where we take people like you. You want to have an e-learning coaching company. That's exactly where we take people like you and walk you through that. Uh, Dr. Terry Hathaway is going to be here. He just, he's developed all the new materials for the 48 day seminar. He's got a PhD in educational technology. His expertise, he, um, you know, came from a university where he was in charge of their online learning. That's his specialty. He'll be here February 4th and 5th along with Brian Dixon. I've got two PhDs on our staff who will be here who their backgrounds are in education and online training. And both of them are going to be here to share with attendees at Coaching with Excellence about how to get your courses on how to create a new course and I'll be talking about how to create a course and get it online. Dr. Terry Hadaway is a pro. He creates magnificent material and how to engage people online uh, through online training. Well, Mark says, I've been consuming, or should I say guzzling content for you for the last 10 years. It's changed my life. Can't thank you enough for the significant positive impact you've had in my life. On last week's podcast, you let us hear a short personalized affirmation Motivational recording. Could you tell us who made that? I'd like to have one made for my wife, who is a budding artist. Now that was um, that was David Powers. I'll play it again. It was it was really cute. Just just a positive affirmation. You know, remember the old Stuart Smalley stuff. You know, um, I like myself. You know, you like me. How did that go? Got great old stuff. I ought to pull up an old Stuart Smalley clip. This is the one, the affirmation that I played last week, just 34 seconds from David Powers. David,
2: you are a child of God, redeemed by Christ and descended from Vikings. You are named after a king and a slayer of giants. God has a glorious calling for your life. You must seek adventure and inspire others to do the same. You must lead your family toward greatness Point them toward God and protect them from evil. Know that they are depending on you for this. Now, go forth and conquer.
0: All right, now, okay, Mark is wondering where he can get one of those done for his wife. Okay, I went back and looked at my notes from David Powers. He says, hop on Fiverr. That's F-I-V-E-R-R. I get a lot of things done there. You can get anything done there. But he says, hop on Fiverr, search for audio recording. I used a Canadian lady named Calisto, C-A-L-I-S-T-O, who's super to work with. So go there, look for Calisto under audio recordings at Fiverr. You can get that. You know, I mentioned Stuart Smalley. I, I I have a clip here. It's been a long time since I listened to it, so I'm not real sure what it is. But remember the old personal affirmations that were so popular? It's come, probably Saturday Night Live skit or something. Let's see what Stuart had to say.
1: I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. <laughs> now I, I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. <laughs> um. Daily Affirmation with Stuart Smalley. Stuart Smalley is a caring nurturer, a member of several 12-step programs, but not a licensed therapist. I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me.
0: Uh, That's the line I couldn't remember. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough and doggone it, people like me. Well, you can just use that if you want to, or you can go get something a little more sophisticated like uh, David Powers did, and you can certainly have somebody on Fiverr help you get that done. Well, Stefan says, "Yeah, I got a question for you. Now, this is pretty interesting. I kind of alluded to this in the opening questions. I was a former athlete playing basketball in college. I loved it, but the reality for me and so many others is that it will end Less than 1% will play professionally and it comes time to get out in the real world. I had such a hard time navigating my way without doing what I loved. It's still hard for me at times. Reality is this is a real issue for so many athletes. You feel lost when it's over. Something you've done for 15 to 20 years is out of the picture. I thought this would be a great niche for coaching opportunities in a possible book. It would be helping athletes transition into work that is meaningful. What are your thoughts on this? Steph and i love it i love the idea i mean it's so poignant right now when we are seeing the final games leading up to the super bowl and you know you know they're talking about geez this will probably be the last game for peyton manning depending on whether the broncos go on you know the last game well he's not 75 years old what is he 32 or something i'm not real sure but you, you know how quickly the peak comes for people who play professional sports and also there's there's a lot of things going on right now like just yesterday as i'm recording this randall l who used to play for the steelers you know there's a a lot of social media buzz out there he says he wish he had never played football now he you know he's dealing with a whole lot of issues still a young guy but a whole lot of issues, physical and mental. He says he has trouble walking down the stairs. He says sometimes he has to come down the stairs sideways. And he's just in his thirties. said he struggles with routine memory issues. Now there's a, there's one more piece on this and then I'll kind of expand a little bit. But you know, there's a movie out there as well. Will, Will Smith stars in the movie Concussion. It's a new movie and it talks about the brain damage uncovers the truth about brain damage in football players who suffer repeated concussions in the course of normal play yeah there's a whole lot of real challenging things going on with athletes and to move from that now the other thing is you know typically they're making millions of dollars now when you think about what, what you're asking here Stefan, and if somebody plays in high school eh, will they get a chance to play in college well that's a diminishing number Will they go from college to any kind of pro play only, as you say, about 1%? So it's a very small number. Still, we have thousands who are doing that. But then when you go there and you hit that incredible explosion financially, where you may get a $10 million signing bonus and then make $3 million a year, and there's, it's all over the board, but they make a whole lot of money. What do you do when at 32 years old you can no longer play, especially compounded by the fact that you may not even be totally what you ought to be physically or mentally, emotionally. Man, that's really tough. You could be looking at another 60 years. What do you do? I think that's a great coaching opportunity to move in that space and develop things that can help these guys, gals transition emotionally. You know, how do you, how do, when you, when you peak too soon, I mean, Buzz Aldrin, there's a book about him. He went to the moon. I mean what do you do what do you what do you have on your bucket list when you've been to the moon literally well he went into a real se- uh, um, season of years of depression alcoholism and all because of that it's a challenge to peak too soon we see that a lot in young movie stars and then they destroy themselves because the success came too quickly too soon i've talked on here some about um, the The upper limit challenge that we all face, you know, success that comes too quickly, we may sabotage it, but I think it's a great coaching opportunity to coach athletes who need to transition out. Now, here's another one. This is kind of a related question. We'll tie this in. Chester says, hey, I follow you on Twitter, belong to Platform University. I have a deep appreciation for what you're up to. As someone who's always been involved in leadership and interested in politics, and as a a former U.S. congressional staffer, I'm wondering... What are your tips for leaders of diverse teams surviving election season? My book, Purple People Leader, discusses the issue, but we're in the middle of a particularly heated election season with no end in sight. I'd like to know your thoughts on how to navigate the dangers of compromising your leadership reputation during this time. I'm not an avoider, and I typically enjoy discussions about policy and politics with rational people, but that's rare these days. Divisiveness seems to sell. I always say the media no longer wants our undivided attention. Our divided attention has proven much more lucrative. What do you think? Well, you're really into a hot potato there. I mean, yeah, look at all these politicians who are putting their entire reputation, credibility and future on the line by making a case for them being the next president or whatever other political position they're gunning for. Yeah, what happens when they're defeated? They drop out. I mean, for some of them, it's a precipitous fall where they go way lower than what they were before. I mean, if someone comes out of being a senator or congressman and they shoot for being a presidential candidate and then they lose, it's usually with their head hung pretty low. Again, I think that's a great coaching opportunity to be somebody who's a resource to help those people transition. They don't have people who are coming around them after they've fallen from the top of the pinnacle there. I mean, Maybe maybe somebody ought to be standing in the wings here. Golly, I've got a coaching experience. Maybe I'll be prepared to work with Donald Trump. What do you think? Well, he's got so many things going. I don't think it's going to be a blimp on the computer screen if he bails from the political process and goes back to the other things that he's doing. But for some of the others, it's going to be more all inclusive if they don't continue the political process. Yeah, they're going to be looking for jobs. They're going to be looking for something brand new. Again, I, you know, I, I think these are great opportunities for coaches to step up at the plate and specialize in those niches, especially right now. There's uh, plenty of people coming out of professional sports who need that. You know, we see niches like people um, like Tristan Manning, Mike Skiff, you know, they're in our coaching mastery program. They work with people coming out of the military you know, just on their own choosing. But how do you transition from the military back to civilian life again? A lot of things to deal with there, not just in career, but other adjustments as well. They focus on that. So if you want to be a coach that can help athletes or politicians, and I think it's an awesome thing. Incidentally, if you want to co- check out my new premier coaching experience, go to 48days.com experience. You'll just see how I structured something based on what people are asking me for. Put that together. Love doing that, incidentally. It's a one-day experience. People come here to the sanctuary. And we go to the Legends Club for lunch. Joanne joins us for dinner at night. You can stay at the sanctuary for a couple nights. Anyway, fun thing. But you, you can see how I put together coaching opportunities based on unique needs that people are describing to me. And it's 48days.com experience. Now, this comes from Tara. This is Dan. I've been listening to your podcast for years. Thanks for all you do. My husband and I have created a plush workout pal. Phelan, the fit fairy, or Eldon, the energetic elf. The idea is sort of similar to Elf in the Shelf, but for fitness and fun. Besides, the earlier you introduce a child to fitness and make it fun, the more likely they will grow into it, maintain that mindset, meaning healthier, happier adults. We're setting up a Kickstarter campaign, first time, I recently listened to your podcast where you touch base on how to have a successful Kickstarter. One of the things mentioned was charity. I love charity. I'm wrecking my brain. We want to give a certain amount of fit land kits to families that need it consistent to how many pledges we get on Kickstarter or even a percentage of money on what we pull into a reputable program that will use it for children's fitness. You have any ideas how I could find one or do you personally know of one lastly when we launch our kickstarter campaign is there any chance you could mention it on your beloved podcast we would be forever grateful and be happy to send you some fitland kits for children grandbabies that you know i know you have sponsors for this that pay but we're just starting out and i know how much you love kickstarter currently my husband has a tree care business and i have a house cleaning business both successful but we're not happy we need to find work we love and this is it any advice suggestions would be so amazing Um, (laughs) well, uh, if you even spoke about this new podcast, I might die in a good way. Well, thanks, Terry. You don't need to die. I'm delighted to share real life stories like this. I'd be delighted to share your Kickstarter campaign when you get it going. Now, there are a couple that I've referenced. One is what John Lee Dumas is doing right now with his Freedom Journal. So go check that out. He really prepared for that in an amazing way. He invited 33 of us who have been previous guests on entrepreneur on fire to come back and do special recordings with him again, as part of the promotion for the freedom journal. Now with that, I mean, that's, that's a brilliant method because you know that those 33 of us are going to be sharing Our interviews with him, which drives more traffic to the Freedom Journal campaign. Now, you can go and check that out. Now, this is one of the incredibly successful ones, just launching a book. This is not a new invention. This is not a new solar panel. This is not a new watch, iPhone, app, or anything. It's a book. It's a planning journal. But because John has established his platform really, really well the last few years, has made connections, nurtured relationships with a whole lot of us out there. Yeah, he's over $300,000 in that. Now, he made it very clear that what he was going to do, he had certain benchmarks. Every time he hits 50000 he's going to donate 25000 of that to Pencils pencils of Promise, Adam Braun's program, which a lot of us support and are excited about. So he's going to be totally funding a new school at every 50000 So at... Three hundred thousand. that means he's already totally funded six new schools yeah you can do that now frankly you don't have to do that people don't get involved in a kickstarter campaign because they like what you're doing in a charity arena you can do that it's a worthy thing to do john has a lot of margin he can certainly do that but i don't think it has a whole lot to do with how people get involved again people are not contributing they're participating by funding, but they're participating because they're going to get something. Now, I want to give you two quick resources here, people that help in this space. The guy that worked with John Lee Dumas on his is Brandon T. Adams. Now, Brandon has written a book titled Keys to the Crowd. I have the book, Unlocking the Power of Crowdfunding. Actually, you can get that on Kindle for free. So go to, go, to Ken, go to Amazon and go to Keys to the Crowd, and you can get the Kindle version absolutely free. So that'll give you a real wealth of information about crowdfunding. But Brandon T. Adams, you can go to keystothecrowd.com, go to that site, and it'll show you the consulting packages he has for crowdfunding. Now I've talked to Brandon about working with us. We've got a new book coming out for Joanne. And I am going to have somebody come on with us and really help us with all the details. I don't want to get involved in that. They'll get it up on Kickstarter, set up all the bonuses, track the act- activities, get other people to help promote it, all of that. So we're going to be working with somebody. Now, another one, and then you can hear a couple recent interviews with my friend Jared Easley on Star of the Doubts with Zach Bob. And Zach Bob, he, you can find him at Crowd. Fundgenius.com. So there's a couple guys who are top players in this space and are people that maybe you would want to work with when you, you know, are going to start a funding campaign on Kickstarter. But yeah, great question. I love what you're doing. Hey, get it out there. Make it happen. Have a lot of fun with it. I'll keep you posted when we do the Kickstarter campaign uh, with Joanne's new book as well. We're going to be creative about something. Just have fun with it. But it's a great way to get in the game well just a quick reminder here you're listening to real life questions obviously i couldn't make these up if i tried if you got a question you'd like us to discuss here or you know if you want to promote something that you're doing yeah i love doing that not a problem at all let me know what's happening. we'll help you get in the game just uh, go to 48news.com click on ask dan you can shoot it into me there or you can shoot me a direct email at at 48 dayscom One of the things I'm going to be doing is uh, this year in 2016, I'm going to be having little short interview clips. I don't want to get away from the format that we have where we're as- answering a lot of questions and I love just doing that every week and you all respond well with that. So I want to continue that, but I'm going to be dropping in little things. Um, as a matter of fact, next week, I'm, I've got a little clip where I talked to Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. Pat has a new book coming out. Will it fly? Well, yeah, I endorse that. I want to help him promote that. Uh, I, I don't I don't get anything from that. It's another thing I have to discuss at some point. There's a explosion out there of all these joint venture things where everybody's promising, you know, you get 50% of any purchases made. Well, ultimately, you know, somebody's paying too much for that. I'd rather you just... Have a reasonable price. If it's something I believe in, I'll help you promote it anyway. But uh, I'm going to help promote Pat Flynn's book. There's a new book out. It's written by the vice president of talent at Chick Fil A, and the title of the book is "It's My Pleasure." Now I love that term. It's my pleasure. Now yeah, that's a book I want to tell you about. I'm going to have her, the author, come on, and we'll talk about. It's my pleasure. So I'm going to be doing some of that on here, but primarily we're still going to be sticking to questions that you have. All right. A couple more quick ones here. Anna says, Dan, I was recently laid off about three months ago from a sales and marketing job that I loved. I created, implemented and developed a physician referral marketing program for an audiology practice for six offices in three years. My career has been in relationship marketing, account management, and brand development for over 25 years since I'm in my mid fifties and don't have a college degree, it's extremely frustrating to say the least. I know I have what it takes to be a business owner, but I'm at a loss. I've read your book years ago. loved them. Not sure what direction I should take. Now I need to go back and read them again. Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Anna, if you're in your mid fifties and you have 25 years of success in relationship marketing accounting manage account management brand development nobody could care less about whether or not you have a college degree if you want to be a business owner be a business owner it sounds like you're perfectly positioned to do that if you have the ability to do that and you were doing that for physicians in a particular you know in audiology well you could position yourself take on 10 clients where you do branding, marketing, social media for them and rock with that. I love that. I think it sounds like you're perfectly positioned to do that. Hey, one more. Joseph says, over the 48 days program, currently at the stage of my second round of 15 to 20 phone call follow-ups. Here's where I've run into a problem. As I work the plan and evaluate my talents, skills, abilities, and values, dreams, and passions, I've come to realize I have no desire to work for many of the companies and organizations that I've sent letters and resumes to. This is not all bad because it's helped me see clearly where I want to take my career next. My question is this, should I still call those I sent letters and resumes to? At the end of the cover letter, I was specific with when I would call, but now I don't know what I would say. Well, <laughs> what a great position to be in. You, you, you are doing the work, you're doing the job search right, but in the process you've got enough personal clarity that you realize some of the companies you applied to you wouldn't even want to work for. No. Now, now a couple things. One cautionary note is don't decide in advance exactly what you would be doing for them. If it's a company that you respect and a culture you respect, You can shape what it is you would bring to the table and offer them and still, you know, continue that process. But if you are very clear that anything they have, you would not want to do, that you are not interested in that anymore, then no, absolutely not. Don't continue to pursue that. Don't push yourself up a ladder when you see the direction that it's going i mean this is the old stephen covey principle you know sometimes we climb the ladder of success only to discover it was leaning against the wrong wall i commend you on getting clear on what it is you want to do and if it doesn't involve this company yeah don't worry about it they, they aren't sitting there waiting by the phone for you to call trust me not a chance they've long forgotten you anyway so don't worry about it. Only follow up on those that are going to lead to something that really makes sense for you. Hey, I got a couple resources for you. I promised you I'd give you these eight keys to starting a new business. Go to 48days.com slash start. Just start. It's the A-R-T. Eight keys to starting a new business. And another one I think is going to be important for some of you. What's holding you back from pursuing your dreams? I've got an 11-page worksheet that you can get. Go to 48days.com slash why. Real simple. What's holding you back from pursuing your dreams? 11-page worksheet for that. Well, hey, the time has gone quickly as always. I love this time of the week. It's a highlight of my week to be able to open these magnificent questions, connect with you all virtually, and engage in what you're doing. You know, this, this is an ongoing process. It's not something we figure out once. It's something we figure out, again and again and again on this journey. But thanks for being part of this amazing community of people who are finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Don't settle for a while.